What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. Well, we had an interesting week last week, didn't we? Oh, we sure did. But before we get to that, we're going to tell you a little bit later on about a rock and roll song that could save you a lot of money. But yeah, what a week we had. We traveled from Arizona to Utah's Monument Valley. I'll tell you, what a drive and just amazing sights. We stayed at the KOA in Monument Valley, saw wild horses. You saw a coyote along the road. Oh, yeah. And we took the 17-mile loop through Monument Valley, which is administered by the Navajo Nation. That was incredible. It was beautiful. Yeah, the rock formations are just out of this world. Unbelievable. (laughs) Now, if you go there, make sure you also check out the Valley of the Gods and the Mexican Hat. Now, the town of Mexican Hat is named after a rock. Mm -hmm. It is. This rock is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and I thought it was way up on a mountain or something. It's pretty much eye level yeah so to speak. it is and uh it's just this tall rock mm-hmm. with a flat rock over it and it actually looks like a mexican hat yeah really <laughs> you can actually camp there as it's well really funny well there's also an area where some of the scenes from the movie forrest gump were filmed and they're marked with signs on highway 163 oh yeah people were stopping yeah they were stopped they were standing in the middle of the road yeah <laughs> taking know? pictures and it's like well, hello <laughs> there's traffic coming yeah trucks cars and everything yeah. so always be cautious in if fact you're going the lady that. at the koa warned us of that she said she go did. slow through there they actually stand in the middle of the road to take pictures it's funny to see it yeah well then we drove to moab utah but along the way, we passed through Bluff, Utah. Oh, I love Bluff. I thought Patty was going to get out of the RV and start looking for a house. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful little town. It's actually like nestled between sandstone bluffs mm-hmm. and the San Juan River. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. And then as you're driving along, you come to the Bluff Dwellings Resort and Spa. Right. What a beautiful place. It's actually built right at the bottom and right at the edge of these hundred million year old sandstone cliffs. It's really fascinating. It's incredible and it just blends right in. It's got that Southwest look. Absolutely beautiful. What a cute town. And what about the Twin Rocks? Oh, the Twin Rocks. (gasps) This is a place where you can get something to eat and it's right at the base of the bluffs. It's called the Twin Rocks Cafe. And you look up and you think, oh my gosh. (laughs) These rocks could come tumbling down. But what it is, is it's these two tall rocks, kind of round at the top, just standing there next to each other. I mean, they're huge. Mm -hmm. And underneath them is the Twin Rocks Cafe. Right. It's it's incredible. You have to sign a waiver. No, you don't. It's beautiful. What a beautiful little town. They also do a balloon festival 
in January uh-huh. in Bluff, Utah. Yeah. And they say that, you know, it's not very crowded. I mean, people go there, they see the balloons and everything. I oh, mean, I'm sure beautiful. there's a good-sized crowd, but yep. not like the Albuquerque Balloon Festival. Right. So it's pretty cool. It really Great is. town. Anyway, we made our way to Moab, which is another really cool town, mm-hmm. and we visited Arches National Park. Yeah. Lots to do and see, including the delicate arch hike. We took the hike up to it. Yeah, we sure did. It was long. It was well, it was a mile and a half each up. way. Yeah, each way, mm-hmm. and it was all uphill. Yeah, it was. And uh, boy, it was worth it getting up there. It was beautiful. Now the national park calls that a difficult hike. Uh-huh. I thought it was just kind of moderate. But well, you have to stop and catch your breath along the way. Yeah, because you stopped a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah. You know? And you're going along some narrow little paths along the rocks and the mountains yes. there. Mm-hmm. And then you come to the Delicate Arch, yeah, which is really an incredible sight. Uh-huh. That is a famous arch. It is the famous arch. Yes, it's on all the advertisements yep. and... License plates. Yeah. I was able to make my way over to the arch. It's kind of steep. There's a real big slant on the rock. Yeah, you kind of have to walk. You got to be careful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who, you know, they kind of stand in line to get a picture, mm-hmm. which is nice. Right. Everybody takes turns. So I got in the arch. Patty got a picture of me. But I'll tell you, there was a couple, and I think they were going through a camera bag or something, and they dropped a lens. Yeah, and because it was a hill. Mm-hmm. That lens, and we're, and it's a stone hill. Yeah. That lens just it rolled bounced, and bounced. Broke. And broke open and, and went down. And then tumbled down hundreds of feet. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, yeah. what was that? Uh-huh. But that lens must have been pretty expensive because it was pretty big. It was. But an amazing national park. Yeah. Arches National oh, Park. Oh, beautiful park. Just the scenery driving through. Oh, it's... Just incredible. You stop every few minutes to take a picture. Yeah. Because it is. It's, it's just incredible. beautiful. You have to get there if you put it on your bucket list. Yes, if you're going out west, you got to stop at Monument Valley, Moab, mm-hmm. and there's also Canyonlands National Park along right. with Arches National Park. Yep. Beautiful places. Yeah, it's almost like there's two national parks mm-hmm. next to each other. Yeah. But they're a little bit different. They are. They're really amazing yeah. sites. Well, our next plan was to head from Moab to Colorado. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Are you nuts, Colorado? Well, I was checking the weather. The weather looked good. The weather looked fantastic. Yeah. And we thought, okay, we could get to Grand Junction, spend a night or two there, and then head up to Breckenridge. And like we say, the weather looked fine. It did. But mm-hmm. guess what? We don't live in Colorado, so we don't know that Every five minutes, the weather can change in the mountains. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, Patty got a freeze warning on her telephone. And then I started looking. And it was like, oh, boy. Oh, no. The weather had changed. Yeah. And here we are in, well, it wasn't Grand Junction. We actually had gone past Grand Junction. Mm -hmm, To Palisade. Yeah, nice area. Yeah. Really nice area. Uh Uh-huh, beautiful little town. But we noticed that it was going to be very cold and that snow was predicted and heavy snow in yeah. parts you know in the mountains of near Vale and yeah. Keystone we realized there was no way yeah. we had to turn around and backtrack and go back yeah when you really get into I-70 and Colorado's weather and their laws mm-hmm. 
you really find out that the weather is very unpredictable and I-70 can be a big, huge headache. Oh, yeah. We've been on it before with a car. We have. So we're not new to it. And we've been there in the winter. We skied there years ago, and we've been there in the summer. I-70 can get jam-packed with skiers coming and going from Denver. Right. And the traffic can get really bad. And then you add one to five inches of snow and forget it. Oh, yeah. And they have traction laws. Your tires have to have a certain amount of tread. And you have to use chains. Yeah, it's a law. Well, and they say for commercial vehicles. Are we considered a commercial vehicle? No, we're not, but we're big enough to be one. Yeah. And cars, too. If you don't have four-wheel drive, you have to have chains. Wow. And they can order that at any time. It doesn't have to just be in the wintertime. Yeah. So we've noticed that if you get the app, you can get that I-70 corridor app and it'll tell you where the snow plows are. It'll tell you, it shows you the cams mm-hmm. so you can actually see the roads. And they tell you if the traction laws are in effect. Right. Now, we met a couple in the campground that had come up from Denver the day we got there, mm-hmm. maybe two days before. Right. And they also said the weather was fine mm-hmm. and it changed on us. Right. They were pulling a uh, teardrop trailer. A little teardrop trailer. With an SUV. Yeah. They were nice people. Yeah. And they ended up having to go back that way Mm -hmm. to get back down to Denver. Right. And they left the same day we left, but we went back to Moab and they went that way. Yeah. Glenn and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys made it down safely if you're listening. Right. Hope it all worked out well for you. Well, we made the right decision because we've kept our eye on the weather. Yeah. Not to take an RV there, especially in mid-April. Yeah. Maybe mid May. I, you know, and I was looking at it, you know, before and I thought, okay, this will be fine. This will be fun. I would love to go through the oh. mountains and say, hey, maybe it's a good time of year. It won't be crowded. Right. You know? That's a whole concept. Uh, be sure you check everything really well on your route, mm-hmm. no matter which way you're going. We were just a month early. Yeah. And especially with this winter where everybody's been bombed with snow. Yeah. It just makes a lot of sense. I just figured, oh, it's got to be over by now because I kept checking the weather and it was fine and then it just turned. Mm-hmm. But we stayed in a pretty cool place in Palisade. Oh, yeah. It's a really nice town. It had a lot of uh, vineyards and right on the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. Beautiful park. Nice people there. We really thoroughly enjoyed the place. But there was one issue that we had. Oh, yeah. They had sprinklers. Mm-hmm. And the sprinklers were actually set up so that they would sprinkle your RV. You know, but the thing is, it was really nice because there's grass all around right. your RV, which is very nice. And, and they're taking you- care of it. Yeah, and you park in like a gravel or whatever that is. Right. And yeah, but the sprinklers were right up against... Where your chairs would be next to your RV. And when they went on at night, literally they would spray up under the slides. Yeah, and you could hear it during the night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't hear it, but Jeff did. You thought it was raining. I thought it was rain. It's like, this is an interesting rain we're getting, you know? Yeah. And then it went back to sleep, you know? And the next morning I go out and and I couldn't believe what I saw. The whole (laughs) side, the the whole passenger side of the RV was filthy, dirty. It was splashed with mud. mud. Yeah. You know, the white marks from the water stains. We came in clean. Yeah. And it was filthy. (laughs) I was furious. But I will say this about the park. 
they were doing something right when we were there. Mm-hmm. They had a guy in a tractor, and he had some fill, and he was leveling all the sites. Right. I wish more RV parks would level their sites yeah. correctly. I now, I understand that you have runoff in some cases, and you have to slant them a little bit, mm-hmm. but some places we've been... <sighs> Oh my gosh, so unlevel. I know. And then they charge a premium for the site. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, after that, we headed back to Moab because we were going to go around Colorado. Yeah, we had to go down and around because we were heading east. Our plan was to head down to Cortez, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and then down to Albuquerque, and then further east after that. Yeah, so we just drove through Moab again. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of nice driving through it that way because it was a kind of a different view going through the other way. That's right. You saw different things. Beautiful. And of course, when you go by Arches National Park, it's like, oh, it makes sense. That park is there. Yeah. Because the rock formations are just incredible. Oh, my. But I'll tell you, it was great staying in Cortez, Colorado, uh-huh. because oh, yeah. it's a great area. Mesa Verde National Park is nearby, yeah. as well as the famous Four Corners Monument. Yeah. You can stand in four states all at the same time, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, they get on all fours, they lay on their back, yeah. and, you know, it's just really hilarious to see people take pictures there. Yeah. However, we did visit Mesa Verde National Park. Mm-hmm. Put that on your bucket list. Oh, yeah. Now, years ago, they had a devastating forest fire. Yeah. And the land is still scarred from oh, that. Oh, it is. A lot of it. But I'll tell you, the views are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was about 50 degrees, 40 degrees, 40, 50 degrees yeah. when we were there. Mm-hmm. Sunny, so yeah. it was very nice. It wasn't too cold. But one thing that stands out more than anything, an ancient civilization once inhabited a lot of the cliffs. They were the cliff dwellers. Right. And a lot of their structures are still there. Yeah. They've all been preserved by the national parks. Yep. It is absolutely fascinating to see these many cities that were actually constructed in the cliffs yeah. in Mesa Verde National Park. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, check out our pictures. We'll show them on Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. So this park, you go all the way in. It's probably about a 45-minute drive, maybe 40-minute right. drive to get to the end of it. At the end of the loop is the Cliff Palace, and that was our last stop because we had stopped along the way and checked everything out. And the Cliff Palace, is it's huge. It was just this huge house i guess they would call it built into this cliff mm-hmm. with all these rooms and it's 121 rooms yeah and they give tours with a ranger mm-hmm. you can't really go down there by yourself but the ranger gives tours but you can check it out but anyway when we were done there we were walking to the car in the parking lot and as we're going to the car these guys come towards us and say <laughs> hey, hi hi again <laughs> we we're seeing you again. We just saw you in Monument Valley. Right. There's a couple of people we met, and I can't remember their names. I know. I can't either. But we met them in Monument Valley, and yeah. here again, we meet up in Mesa Verde. At the end of the loop at the Cliff Palace. So it was really cool seeing them. It was really amazing. I mean, look at all the miles we've gone, and they've gone their way since then and done whatever and whatever, and we've done ours. 
and then we meet up there. It's quite a coincidence. It really is. It's really cool. And we're not done with coincidences yeah. in Mesa Verde National Park. Uh-huh. When we were leaving, we decided to stop at the sign and get a picture. At the entrance sign. Because right. we stopped at the entrance sign on the way in, but and then people kept pulling all up. All these cars like, oh. are pulling up, and it's so, like, oh, we couldn't get a good yeah, picture. Yeah, so we go there, and it's like, oh, good, there's nobody there. Let's get a picture So the again. minute we get out of the car... A car pulls up. Of course. And a lady gets out. Yeah. And I notice the car has the same license plates as us. Ohio license plate. Right. And she's carrying a stuffed animal. She's by herself. And you know how people are. They take their stuffed animals and sometimes their pets, whatever, and they, you know, get pictures of them by the signs of wherever they've traveled. Yeah. She said it was a gift from her niece and she was taking a picture of it. So anyway, her name is Lori. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, hey, what part of Ohio are you from? She goes, Cleveland. And I go, we're from Cleveland, too. And she goes, shut up. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was hilarious. Oh, it was. So we had a great conversation. She was great. She was originally from Slavic Village. Right. That's where my mom grew up and my grandmother. That's the Polish, the ethnic part of Cleveland. Yes. So... She had driven for three days Mm -hmm. and just got there and stopped at the sign to get a picture before she went in to meet her boss. Mm -hmm. She's going to work there. Yeah, she's working there. What a cool job job. that is. Yes. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I know. Before we wrap up, one last thing. Yeah. It's kind of important. Oh, yeah. Last week, we mentioned that it's a good idea to get all those rewards cards from as many grocery stores as possible when you travel. Most grocery stores, you know, they give discounts to their loyal customers because, you know, when you travel, you're in different cities and you're shopping at different stores and you'll see prices. Well, it's $9.99, but if you have our card or, you know, you're a member, uh, it's six ninety nine. dollars But many are owned by the big companies. So if you get a rewards card for, like, say, Kroger, it'll work with Ralph's in California because they're owned by Kroger, City Market in Utah and Colorado, and so on and so forth. Now, in most cases, you check out and you scan your card or you enter your phone number. But we didn't know there was a trick to this. Our friends, Jim and Melinda Mantell, of course, called us and they told us how you can get loyalty discounts without, without being a member. Yep. And here's how it works. When you go to enter your phone number, and we're not kidding about this, use the area code for the store that you're in and then put in 8675309. Does that sound familiar? 8675309 was a phone number made famous by Tommy Two-Tone in his song 8675309 Jenny. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That is hilarious. <laughs> Every retailer has that number in their system because people have put it in before. All you do is add the local area code, and most stores don't seem to mind if you do that. Now, Jim and Melinda have also said that they've used it for gasoline discounts as well. That's a great idea. So see if it works. Yeah. You know, and if it saves you some money, you know who to thank. That's right. (laughs) So, (laughs) hey, that's it for another week. We will be back next week with another episode. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, safe travels. Follow us at rockingthervlife.com. Or Instagram, rockingthervlife. Also, Jeff Kinsbach Instagram or Jeff Kinsbach Facebook. And remember, use the store's area code and... 867-5309. You ought to sing that. 
866-785-3309. No, I don't think so. It's the Rockin' the RV Life Podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.